Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, Doc, Dr. Jeff Langmaid here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch, and we have our featured guest interview on today's Smart Chiropractor Show, Dr. Melissa Longo, uh, somebody I've known for a little bit through the podcasting community. Melissa, thanks for taking the time and coming on with us today. Hey, I love doing this kind of stuff. Thanks for having me, guys. You are more than welcome. I want to kick it off with a question relative to that. You have interviewed hundreds of people over the course of a few years, and I would be curious to know, what's a takeaway that you've learned from interviewing hundreds of docs over the last few years on Rockstar Doctor Life Podcast? Oh, my gosh. Just one? <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind would be that you truly can create the life and practice that works for you. I mean look at you, you've done research, you're helping docs market. I just know when you're interview with me, Jeff, I mean, your transition and your journey as a chiropractor. I mean, I've heard so many different stories, docs that have big practices, docs that have small practices, dogs that have doctors that have taken their skills and transformed it into teaching people online. I mean, you name it, you can do it. You can write your own blueprint for how you want to help people in the world with your skills as a chiropractor. And that's pretty darn exciting to me. It is super exciting to all of us. And one of the things we look to, you know, hopefully highlight, Melissa, is your experience. You know, a lot of chiropractors get intimidated, overwhelmed. Uh, they get, you know, paralysis or paralysis by analysis. I've got to have the best mic, the best lights, the best everything. And since I don't, I won't do anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> would you talk to us about, I guess, first the how has it been for you? I know you do programs online, podcasts, social media for both chiropractors to learn from you, but also for your practice, for people to learn about what you do, learn about health, learn why you're not just a chiropractor, but you're you and different and unique. Hmm. Share with us whatever you can about, you know, how effective has that been? I know a lot of chiropractors think marketing is advertising and they pretty much stay in the wheelhouse of, I pay you, you send me patients, and if there's a you know, good ROI calculation, we'll keep doing it. If there's not, we won't. But they don't take into consideration some of the larger you know, sort of picture of what type of people do advertisements bring in versus people who learn from you or listen to you on a regular basis. I think you know what I'm asking. What do you think chiropractors need to know about this? Oh, gosh, there's so many things to add there. I'm with you 100%. I often say to my clients, you know, overthinking leads to an action. If you get stuck thinking you don't know enough, you're not good enough, you don't have all the right gear, then two things happen. One, you never do anything with all the knowledge you have inside you, but the world doesn't benefit from it either. So I'm a jumper. Um, for me personally, I started podcasting 2015, so six years ago with one little show then it grew into another show. I mean, I did television before that when made tons of mistakes doing that. I think that you learn through experience and you grow with your business. I remember when I first started my podcast for chiropractors, I was nervous. I mean, every time I've launched something, I've been nervous because you're putting yourself out there. Anyone can listen to you. We know now with cancel culture and all this crap, like trolls, like you're open, you're vulnerable to attacks, but you have to believe that your message and your mission for what you want to do in the world is greater than that. And you've got the right people to support you. So it can be super simple. I started my podcast, my first podcast with my Apple headset and Skype. And, you know, I paid a coach to teach me how to do it. And then I have someone, I don't like doing the tech stuff. I just like creating the content. So I have someone who actually produces my podcast 
but that's all that I invested. It didn't cost a lot. It wasn't a lot of tech. And, you know, over five years, I've added things to it. But some of the stuff has stayed really, really simple, whether it's been the podcast. You know, I've got almost three, 300 plus shows with all the shows combined. I've got four podcasts, which have then evolved into, I mean, my work for chiropractors has evolved into mastermind programs and coaching groups and one-on-one -on -one consulting for people and a branding company and a new program I just launched. And I coached for another company that, that taught doctors how to do that within my practice. You know, it was simple things like just doing a podcast, repurposing content that I already had created, you know, workshops I had given, handouts of the week that I just started, you know, recording to give another media for people to digest the content. And it just gives you more leverage and, and it, there's a lot of ease to it. And it can be really, really simple. And that just adds more credibility to you in your practice. And people love it. It's easy for you to get in their heads a little bit more and repeat the same message when they can access you through an email through seeing you in your practice, through listening to you, through a video. So, you know, now is now the time is bigger than ever. I mean, I feel like as a healthcare professional, 20 years for me that I've been a chiropractor, we've always been passionate about sharing health and wellness. But now the last two years, there's such a demand for it more than ever. And now's the time docs have to step up. What do you notice to be the difference in the type of people or, you know, the expectations of people who come in, you know, randomly off of an advertisement versus somebody who's like, Dr. Longo, I've been listening to your podcast. I've been learning all about what you've been trying to teach me. I'm ready to get going. How would you describe to chiropractors that not all new patients are the same? What did oh, you yeah. notice to be the difference? Night and day. I mean, when I get people that come in because they saw something on Google, like great SEO is working, but they are not necessarily my fit. And, you know, I love that you bring this up because I think, you know, we're running businesses. I want the right people that that appreciate my skill set, my clinical technique, my vibe. I mean, just the other day, I referred someone here, a new pair, new person to my chiropractor because I could just tell they were not really going to fit. So I think getting really, really clear on who you serve and what you're best at. I mean, those are foundational pieces that I've learned even from my guests on the podcast. Like you get to create that. I know what I'm best at in my practice and the vibe that I, I love coming to my practice because it makes me happy because it's filled with all the amazing people. Night and day. I mean, people hear your voice. People connect with you. I mean, I've been at airports where I've had people stop me. Oh, you're rock star doctor. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. And, you know, it builds connection because they feel like they know you because they've listened to you over and over again. So uh, it's a big difference. Big, big difference. That's it's so powerful because we always talk about teaching and inviting consistently, right? Getting out there, teaching your audience something educational, inspiring, and then you know doing that consistently and having the invitation, that call to action in there. One thing that I'd love for you to explore with us a little bit is sort of that jump. Again, I think for a lot of chiropractors, it does feel like a jump. Okay, they're used to treating, using their hands, seeing patients in practice, but then going to potentially an online program, creating something that generates revenue without you know having to be bent over you know the, the treatment table is a big jump for a lot of docs to conceptualize, to even just know where to get started. Uh, can you maybe just touch on your sort of early journey? How did you put those pieces together? What got you interested in it to begin with? And, and maybe just dive back to a little bit of the origins of how you started to look at online business in addition to brick and mortar business. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's, I think it starts with where you're at in your practice, you know, in your personal life, just like we're always learning as docs, you know, your clinical interests change, you know, then you learn, you read a new book, then you start talking about it in your practice. For me, it was the same. When I started my podcast five years ago, 
you know, the ages of my boys. I was female. I was a single mom running, trying to grow my practice. And I remember listening to a podcast and hearing these guys talk about, you know, do this and do that. And I was like, that's awesome information. But let me tell you, the moms out there don't have time for that. We're growing our practices in a different way. Not better, not worse, just different. And I felt there was a gap at that point in time for women in my profession, in chiropractic. So that was my first motivation. It was all coming from just my heart and soul. Like there needs to be more female leadership and more female conversations. And so that's how it started. And I had no business model around it. I just was like, I want to have conversations because I want to learn how other women in chiropractic are growing their practices and balancing being the holistic, hands-on mom, you know, that they want to be. So it was a personal, it started with a personal heart-centered mission. And I think that's where docs really should check in with themselves. If they have any kind of inkling, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily even in health. I mean, I've worked with docs who are looking to increase, you know, um, kids' resilience in sports because their child was bullied at a hockey rink. And so they've had a passion for that and they wanna support and build programs online and work with other professionals to teach that. I mean, we've worked with clients who wanna just, are really passionate about all kinds of the different food programs, fasting and keto, like anything that's close to your heart. So I would tell docs watching or listening, like start with where you're at and think about what are the common questions you get in your practice? What do you find yourself curious to learn more? What gets you excited? You know, because then learning all the tech stuff and and building it, it becomes so it's not effortless, but it becomes easy because you're excited about it. I mean, when I first started my podcast, you know, the name started to come together, the creative, the the messaging people, the booking interviews, the, my schedule getting full, like those things were easy to accommodate because I was lit up and I was excited to do it. And it's I wouldn't keep doing it if it still didn't make me happy to to do it. So I think it starts with you're finding your, you know, it sounds kind of cliche, but what are you passionate about? And it doesn't have to only be within healthcare. I mean, people need our help in whatever areas that we're passionate about. You are so right. And you, I, I would love for you to expand a little bit more on what, what you were started right there, which is, um, you know, a lot of times the why, the how is easy when you know your why, which hmm. is what I heard you just pretty much say. When, you, when you've got something you want to share that you know is important, that you're passionate about, as you say, close to your heart, when you understand the value, the benefit of sharing that with others, when you got your why, the how becomes easy. Oh, I use this technology, that microphone, these lights. Got it. Easy. Hmm. What would you say to chiropractors about the benefits of doing it? You know what most chiropractors are listening for. Is my life going to be easier? Am I going to make more money? Is this going to complicate things? You know, what's the benefit? What's in it for me if I invest the time and energy to learn this skill set and share this information? So how would you answer that? What, what was in it for you and what do you see the benefits of, you know, for other chiropractors who sort of do what they should be doing? As Jeff mentioned, we call it tick, teach and invite consistently. Doctor means teacher. Uh, we've all lost sight of the fact that doctors are here to profess their understanding of health, wellness and well-being. Everybody's just sort of dumb everything down to more new patients. Get on. You have insurance. You don't have insurance. And. They've mm -hmm. lost sight of the bigger picture. What are you finding to be the benefits of getting back to those types of basics and, you know, really focusing on, on your passion? Uh, it's, it's a really easy way to keep your retention high, right? And it's another wow experience. It's retention, it's growth, it's organic growth. I mean, I, my practice grows with flow. I have online booking. I have all kinds of things that make my life very much much more streamlined and simple as my practice was. I just had the best year in practice ever last year. 
with all this stuff going on in the, in the greater world. And let me tell you how much marketing I do. <laughs> like I don't do a lot of paid marketing. My marketing is getting on social media. I mean, I'm confident and comfortable enough doing quick videos, talking about health. You know, when th we had to close for 10 weeks in 2020, I started a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for my community so that I could stay in touch with my community of people. That was easy, you know, and it gave me a purpose and something to do every day when I wasn't in my practice. So there's so many little ways that you can add these kind of wow experiences to your practice to help them connect with you. I mean, we all know that when people like and trust us, they're going to be more likely to, to take our recommendations. They want to work with you because they believe in you and they believe that you can help them. And it's so sad, you know, when we get people in our practices that have lost hope. We get them all the time, you know, sometimes we're their last resort for some people and everyone has told them this is just going to get worse. Well, no, your life can change. And when they build that trust and connection with you, they have hope again. And now more than ever, people need hope. So I think, you know, long answer to your question, but it's definitely a way to build trust and authority in a new market in your community. It's a great way to collaborate. I mean, my podcast here. I was talking to, even when I had a television show way before podcasts, I would go to other local health professionals. I'd go to the local butcher. I would go to the farmer's market. And we would talk about, you know, my focus was on building health, not about disease prevention. That went a huge way in collaboration and became me becoming known as the, the, you know, the chiropractor in the community. People that I don't even know me, know me now. <laughs> so there's that kind of growth. Um, and then it's you people in your practice love it too when they can say their chiropractor has a podcast um it's it, it causes a ripple effect i mean someone might listen to something i say and then realize they have a cousin in florida that should see a chiropractor so they might send the podcast and then next thing you know they're looking for a referral and it's it causes a ripple effect when we take action in our own communities it's not just isolated it has a bigger effect worldwide and i i uh, that excites me so that's you know with my practice when it comes to my you know the consulting and coaching i do um that's probably another whole conversation but that's um also really close to my heart because it, it creates another whole ripple effect i can't help everyone in the world get healthier but i can help docs change their practice and see more people and streamline and uh, you know i always say that my happy happy doctors see more people there's no question about that. I know Jason's going to have a follow-up for uh, you know, interviewing other other individuals in your community. That's something we talk about quite a bit. And for that Florida referral, I'm in Florida. I'll take it. So thank you very much. That was a, a message close to home. But you mentioned Facebook groups and a couple different platforms. When you look out and you kind of project forward, you know, as we're hitting, you know, we're into 2022, we're looking for, forward to the future. What are some of those platforms that you prefer to engage on? Is Facebook still one of your favorites? Do you use Instagram and you put in all the chips towards podcasting from a plat email marketing is a huge one as well. What are some of the platforms that you, either you love using, uh, maybe wish you used more or just the different avenues as you've experienced what we, you know, content marketing at scale, uh, that have proven the most fruitful for you over time. I definitely would say, um, podcasting and, and email, you know, without a doubt, there's no censorship right now, right on podcasting. And you own, when you have your email list, you own that content. If, Facebook, I used to use a ton, a ton. I used to host programs through there. It was it's free, easy to create a, a group for your community. I mean, easy to create a paid program where you can then use their software to host it. But I'm not impressed with Facebook right now. And, um, you know, from their political leanings and their censorship, but also I feel like there's very there's less traction on there without investing in it. Um, I find that the engagement is different now on Facebook. 
That might just be my personal experience. Maybe the algorithm doesn't like me and what I'm saying. I don't know. But um, I'm more into um, podcasting. I don't think is ever going to go away. Um, you know, even more recent shows I've listened to, they're like, you can say what you want on podcasts because Spotify's not censoring them. Um, so podcasting is great. Um, I think for me, I love Instagram. To me, it's, it started more for fun, just posting random things and stories, but it's definitely become more for business and email, email marketing. Yeah. yeah email is still really, you're right in someone's inbox. They don't have to go anywhere else and look, yeah. right? So whether it's your patients or your community, um, and there's so many ways to create great, you know, opt-ins and, and things for people to find out a little bit about your practice and get a little bit connected with you. And then with email marketing, you know, you can then create automated sequences where you can follow up on people. You can just build a relationship. And we all know how to build relationships with people in person. Building relationships with people in the virtual world is a little different, but it's still very rewarding and very powerful. It really is, as evidenced by our experience right here, right now. Uh, Jeff was right. I do have follow-up questions. You mentioned uh, content marketing. Many chiropractors aren't really sure. You know, they think advertising is marketing, <laughs> but that's just advertising. Yeah. So when we talk content marketing, you did bring up earlier the, the idea of sort of talking to other people, the butcher, other people, and so on. And I'm sure chiropractors are going, what in the world would a chiropractor ask a butcher about? Mm -hmm. um, so the natural inclination for most chiropractors is to talk about all chiropractic all the time. Uh, let me tell you about what I do so I can sell you on my idea. But you know, and your experiences, which I'd love for you to share, that when you actually highlight other people and you bring other people's information to your audience, they'll also bring your information to their audience. Now, Butcher may not have a large audience, but other health professionals in your community do. Tell us more about how that works, the sort of reciprocity of you sharing other people's information with your people, them sharing you with their people, and, and how it really broadens your audience relatively effortlessly. Yeah, absolutely it does. I think it first of all depends on your practice philosophy and your practice style. I mean, me going to the butcher shop was important because I'm, I believe that health comes from within the body. Right. And so my practice is called Thrive. I'm a family wellness practice. I want people to get adjusted because it's crucial for their health. But I also want them to change their life when they're not here. I want them to eat cleaner food, period. So going to the butcher shop and highlighting, look, all this meat comes from this area. It tastes delicious. But more importantly, it doesn't have added hormones, chemicals, like things that don't belong in your body. So that was a fit for me because of my practice style. So I think you first need to know who you are and what your practice model is. If you're a sports doc, that might not fit. Um, but the collaboration piece, I mean, collaboration is, is powerful in general. The more people that know what you do, and I'll admit, it, I think it does take some confidence, and that maybe comes with time. I'm 20 years in practice now. I'm really happy with where I'm at in my practice and what I do. Maybe 15 years ago, it might not have been, you know, that might not have been as certain for me. I'm even happy to refer to other doctors in my town, other chiropractors, that I know will do a better job taking care of someone. Because collaboration, if you're really looking after the, the patient experience, to me, that's where it's at. But, you know, when you said earlier, too, you know, marketing is it's, marketing advertising, not the same thing at all. I think of marketing and I tell people marketing is an invitation. It's an invitation for people to get to know you and to bring them into, you know, to invite them to explore what you do a little bit more. And content marketing is so valuable for healthcare professionals because, you know, it's a way that you can pull people towards you. You're not trying to push all your information on them. 
right? That's like, that's advertising here. Look at me, look at me, look at me. But you know, content marketing is a way to pull people into your, your world of knowledge and expertise in really fun, subtle, aligned ways that fit you and your practice model. So collaboration, I mean, being part of the community, for me, it's fun, but it's, it's created a ripple effect, absolutely, of, of other healthcare professionals that then refer to me. And even for me, just knowing, you know, even getting started, I would go into these places and say, I wanna know more about what you do so that I can help. So I know all the gyms here, whether you love CrossFit or you love yoga or you wanna run or you wanna join the swim club, whatever floats your boat, right? Just do, just move your body. So I have the perspective of like, I wanna know what's best for my patients. How can your, your facility help me? And then that just builds a bridge already. I could not agree more. Melissa, I cannot believe we are out of time on today's segment. You have dropped a ton of gems. I'm gonna encourage docs, rewind, make sure that you're listening to what uh, Dr. Melissa spoke about because you know, getting out there in your community, building those alliances, being true to yourself is just so critical to your overall success. Before we wrap up, Melissa, where can docs learn more about you and what you're up to and how you might be able to even help them in their practice? Uh, the easiest place is rockstardoctorlife.com. Uh, That's the podcast name, but it's also the website and you know all the current programs. We just launched our Focus Formula program. That next cohort won't be till April, won't be till the spring. Um, I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. There's lots of freebies and resources there too, and and your, all the interviews are there. So you can find uh, the show on uh, on uh, all the you know, podcast platforms, but probably the easiest places to go to rockstardoctorlife.com. That's wonderful. Melissa, thanks for taking the time on behalf of Dr. Jason Deitch. I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid, and thank you for being our featured guest on today's show. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.